Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hi, my name is Katie, and welcome to Make That Ish Beautiful with Katie Menke, a part of the Believe Podcast Network. I know that self-love is not monolithic. Self-love can manifest as creativity, movement, fashion, food, travel, sexuality, and I want to support women as they maneuver through all the dimensions of their self-love journey. This podcast will be the place for all things self-love, self-care, and self-development. Let's all get our self-love on. Hello, beautiful souls. My name is Kendall Merritt. I am the founder of Soul Saturations and the host of Soul Saturations, the podcast. Today's episode is a co-creative episode for katieminky.com and the podcast, Make That Ish Beautiful with Katie Minky. I invite you to open this container with me by closing your eyes and dropping into the energy of the present moment. As you start to bring awareness to the present moment, start to expand your inhales and your exhales. Breathe deeply and find relaxation within your physical body. As you take some deep breath, start to notice where you may have any tension, any tightness, any contraction within your physical body, and think about amplifying and bringing your breath to that space. You can think about inhaling with a wide open mouth, breathing into the back of your throat, and then exhaling as if you are fogging a mirror in front of you. Take a couple more breaths here. And as you start to bring awareness to the present moment, notice with gratitude any thoughts, feelings, or emotions that are present for you now. As you reflect on where you are in your life, reflect with so much gratitude for where you are, your past experiences, the way that you've been raised, everything in your life is happening for you. And we ask for our guides that are of the highest and greatest good to support us on our journey moving forward so that we can be pure and perfect channels to anchor in light here on the planet. We do this with so much love and so much gratitude. And so it is. Okay, welcome back to another co-creative episode with katieminky.com. And this month on katieminky.com, we are talking all about karma. So when you hear the word karma, what do you think of? What are the first things that come to mind? So just start to notice without judgment what's coming up for you. 
A lot of people, when they hear the word karma, their mind automatically goes to something negative, something dark, something dense. Or that saying, well, karma's a bitch. I know I've been guilty of saying that before. But I want to shift us into a more energetic and spiritual connection with karma and how karma connects with us in our life. So when we start to think about karma, karma is really our soul's lessons. It comes from our past experiences, our generational programming, it's our habits, our responses, and our patterns. So really, karma is in a foundation, our soul's lessons that we are meant to experience here in this lifetime. And then in contrast, we think about our dharma, which is our soul's purpose. It's our evolution of where we are going. But we cannot achieve our dharma without first working through our soul's karma. So I believe that we are these spiritual, energetic beings that are having a human experience. So our soul signed a contract and came onto the planet to be able to say, this is going to help my soul evolve, to grow into that next best version of ourselves. And with that comes all of our soul's karma. So when we chose to come onto this planet, we were given a human body. So for us as energetic and spiritual beings, sometimes having a human body can feel really weird. It feels heavy and constricting and we have to deal with bodily processes and a brain that thinks and overanalyzes and runs different perspectives. And we also have our DNA, our physical body. And so we also choose our human family. So all of these things together help to make up what our karma, our soul's karma really is. So these are the past generations of learning, both our soul's generational lineage and our physical human lineage of our families here on this planet. And all of these experiences, the way that we were raised, the way that we have experienced the world, start to form neural pathways within us. And our karma is literally ingrained within our DNA. So these habits and these responses and these patterns are things that have been with us not only our entire physical life up to this point, but for generations and generations beyond. So this is where we spend so much time in our subconscious mind. So we have our conscious mind and our subconscious mind. People like to call it the old brain and the new brain. But really, when we look at it, our karma is a lot of our subconscious mind. And our subconscious thoughts run something like 85% or more of our daily interactions. So our karma is 
those habits and those patterns. It's those expectations of feelings and emotions and things that we're supposed to experience. So you can go back on Soul Saturations, the podcast, go back. There's an episode called Honoring Your Karma. And I dive really deep into some of the history of karma here. But I want to focus today on thinking about the difference between our conscious versus our subconscious thoughts. So there's so many uh, sayings out there in the world of self-development and self-help that says change your mindset to change your life. And I think that is total bullshit. And part of that is because of our karma. It's because of our subconscious thoughts. So our subconscious thoughts run so much quicker, faster than our conscious thoughts. So we can say, for instance, if you're thinking about in partnership, you can say, I'm not going to fight with my partner anymore. I'm not going to overreact on these little things. Well, then a little thing happens. And what's your response? You may overreact just like you've done again and again and again. Those are habits, habitual responses and closures that run within our subconscious mind. So the reason why this is so important for our karma is as a soul, we are looking to evolve and grow. And that requires us being aware of what those karmic patterns and habits are in our life and how they show up. So our karma is not good or bad. Our karma is just the lessons we are meant to learn. So here in this human plane, we tend to look at things as good, bad, right, wrong, and we identify a lot of labels to things. And so people tend to think, as I asked you at the beginning of the podcast, when people start to think of karma, they think it's something bad, but it's not. Karma is our soul's lesson. We are meant to learn these things. Everything is happening for us. So whatever the lesson is, is perfect and beautiful for you and your soul's evolution. So oftentimes we look around the world and we're like, oh my gosh, this is a terrible thing that's happening or there's something wrong or this is so bad. But without those experiences, we wouldn't have the gift of contrast to recognize expansion and evolution, and we wouldn't learn the lessons that we need, and we wouldn't have the healing that we need to really achieve our soul's dharma, our soul's purpose. And so karma is so beautiful. And it takes that awareness of what is the habitual response or closure. So there is a a lot of um, foundational pieces of our karma comes from habitual movements and reactions. So in order to start to change this karma... We can't just think our way out of it. As I said, change your mindset to change your life doesn't really work. We actually have to start to change the body to change the mind. Our karma, as I said earlier, is so deeply ingrained within our DNA and our neural pathways that it is so habitual as a response within our physical body that it takes a lot for us to change the physical body in order to change the mind. 
So we have to break that thought loop, break that habitual closure. So a lot of our subconscious minds, when you start to bring awareness to your thoughts, we can notice the habitual response. We can notice that habitual thought loop. And one of my teachers gives some really powerful ways to start to break that thought loop. So for instance, if you find yourself in a habitual closure or in a karmic response, One of the things that I love to recommend is to fully break out of it. So whether you jump up and do a cheer when you notice that habitual thought pattern repeating again and again, or standing up and shaking it off. So if you ever notice when a dog gets scared, it shakes. And it's not shaking because it's scared. It's shaking because it had already had that fear response. The shake is actually the dog's nervous system realigning. It's shaking out the fear and coming back into homeostasis and alignment. So the same thing goes for us. When we can break the response, it gives us more space within our physical being to connect and think and experience things differently. So karma comes in our moment-to-moment responses. It happens second by second. So we have to set really powerful intentions if we want to shift our karma. And we have to bring the energy along with it. So when we are starting to shift our karma and change the neural pathways and the habits that exist within our physical body, it takes practice. It takes time, energy, and intention, but it also takes the physical change within our body. So this is why I believe in the power of embodiment work being able to stretch past your habitual moments of closure that tends to come from our karma, our soul's lessons, and learning how it feels to expand, how to grow, how to touch and channel our dharma, our soul's purpose. So when we can start to anchor those experiences into our physical body, into our nervous system, we're creating new neural pathways. We're reminding our body that we are in control of shifting and changing our karma because that's why we came onto this planet. We came on this planet to evolve and to grow and to learn and to heal. So our karma, again, is so perfect. It's beautiful. It is for us. All of these lessons show up for us. So now let's connect karma to sexuality. A lot of us have a really, really deep karma when it comes to our sexuality our relationship to our sexual energy, our beliefs, all of those those um, past experiences and how we were raised and how society has influenced our beliefs. And so karma around sexuality can feel really intense and really big. And when we can start to create beautiful practices that allow us to create new habitual responses with 
intentions and energy, we can start to shift our our relationship with our sexual energy. Because our sexual energy is our creative life force energy. It is our vitality and that creativity that allows us to birth not only human beings, but new creative projects in the world. And so if you can start by thinking about what is a practice that you can use to start to shift your karma with your sexuality, you can start to embody these new experiences, this new physical reality. So sometimes it takes honoring the closure within your physical body of an embodiment practice. So if you feel shame or guilt or or a tightening just in general when it comes to your sexuality, exaggerate that within your physical body. So tighten, squeeze into a little ball, make fists, and tighten, 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 and close, 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 and then stretch, maybe jump up and stretch your arms out, and then start to expand and move and breathe, amplify your breath into this stretching past closure, and you'll start to embody more expansion, more openness and softening of your heart. Now, You can't just do one practice and expect that to have changed your karma because karma is that moment-to-moment response. And think about how many moments in your lifetime you have responded in a certain way. So if we're using the example of our sexuality, if you notice a tightening and a closure every time there is a connection to sexuality and you want to experience more openness, you're going to have to practice opening a lot. You're going to have to practice stretching through that karma so many times in order to create those new neural pathways and new imprints within your DNA. So we have talked a lot about karma. We've talked about the difference between karma and dharma. We've talked that karma is a moment-to-moment response with intention and energy in order to create more intentional habits, new responses, and different patterns. So now that we know all this that has to do with our karma, our energy, what about in partnership or relationship? Not only do you have your karma, you have their karma too. So when two people come together in partnership and relationship, you have all of your your karmic patterns, your karmic lessons. So your habits, your responses, your patterns, your expectations of feelings and emotions, and you have your partners. You have all of their karma their habits, their patterns, their responses, their expectations of feelings, and you're coming together. This is why relationships are such a commitment. They require so much intention and energy in order for us to heal together, to grow together, because you have to stretch past not only your own karma, but your partner's. So it requires a fierce loving commitment to each other 
to be able to hold each other in these lessons, to hold each other when we're having a karmic habitual closure to stretch past that. So when we can create powerful containers within our relationships, then we can expand and grow and heal together. So when we are joining with another human being in partnership, in relationship, we are going to trigger all of our childhood wounding, the way that we were raised, those past karmic patterns. And so it's going to feel really intense. And to remind yourself that your soul signed up for this. Your soul specifically chose a partner to trigger your deepest wounding so that these karmic lessons could be provided for you so that you can grow and evolve and achieve your soul's dharma. So when we are in partnership, we have to understand that loving, radical compassion is key to to have a relationship last for a long time. So we are essentially, when we are healing together, we are growing up together. We are reparenting ourselves and we are shifting our karma so that together we can come into a dharma type of relationship because there are karmic relationships. So we get into relationships that will bring up all of those karmic lessons for us and it will be patterns and patterns and patterns. So if you've ever reflected and you're like, man, I feel like I'm always attracting the same type of man or I'm always in the same type of relationship. It always ends up that I'm pouring my heart into this relationship and he pushes himself away and he doesn't want to be into it or whatever those patterns are. That may be an insight to your karma. What are the patterns that you need to be responsible for so that you can add intention and energy to your moment-to-moment responsiveness in order for you to shift and change your karma? So when it comes to relationships, we may say, oh, I'm not going to choose somebody that was like my past toxic relationship, or I'm not going to choose somebody that has these negative traits of my parents. Well, actually, the research shows that we do. We choose karmic patterns. We choose karmic relationships time and time again until we can start to bring awareness to those karmic patterns in order to shift and change our partnerships and relationships overall. So if you find yourself in a relationship that is feeling quite karmic and you have a lot of lessons, start by giving gratitude to the awareness of thank you for showing me this pattern. How can I start to take accountability and responsibility for what this pattern is? So when we think about karma, karma is our programming if we were like a computer system. So we are not responsible for our programming. That's our karmic lessons. That's how we were raised. It, it's not our choice of what that karma is. But it is our responsibility of what we do 
with that programming. So we have our karma. It is our choice if we want to continue to live in these same patterns and habits. But it is also our choice if we want to heal our karma, learn our soul's lessons so that we can align with our dharma. So if this is something you want support in or you're curious to learn more or you are finding yourself in a karmic relationship pattern, please do not hesitate to reach out to me. You can connect with me on Instagram at soul saturations. You can send me a DM there, or you can reach me at www.soulsaturations.com. You can schedule a call with me. I would be so honored to help hold a powerful container for you so that you can start to shift your karmic patterns so that you can change the body to change the mind and align with the most beautiful, beautiful level of your soul's dharma. I'm Katie Mankey, and this has been Make That Ish Beautiful with Katie Mankey, a part of the Believe Podcast Network. You can follow me on Instagram at Katie Mankey or visit my website at katiemankey.com. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Join me next week for another episode of Make That Ish Beautiful with Katie Mankey, a part of the Believe Podcast Network. Until next time. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.